Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I'm Doug, with me is Deb. Hello. The only show that's Deb-resistant, not Deb-proof. Oh, I'm pretty sure I could ruin this if I tried. I'm trying pretty hard. Yeah, you tried pretty hard last week. Um, I think week before. Yeah, our friendship has actually taken a lot of weird knocks lately. Uh, I I totally don't want a Chris Hardwick generate this. We're fine. Everything's fine. We don't need to talk about our bad haircuts. Nobody needs to cry. I might cry. You can cry. I already cried once today. Thank you. Hey, really? I don't want to talk about it. All right. That's weird. Um, I don't like getting passive-aggressive texts from my SO. Your superior officer? Actually, it's kind of hot. You? I'm kidding. Relax. Um... (laughs) Uh, no, significant other, obviously. Um, or superior officer, I don't know. No, it's significant other. Unfortunately, I've had a cold for, like, like three weeks now? Uh, at least two weeks on this show. Like I said, it's not bad, but it's just, like, a lot of things going on in the sinus area, and it makes me a little weepy, unfortunately. Oh, okay. So, yeah, me cutting onions as of late? Hilarious. Not to mention he can't nose-fuck you. Who would want to? Nose-perverts. Go ahead and laugh. No, no, no. I, no, no. I, I was silent laughing. I'm sorry. I was laughing. You just couldn't hear it. I want you to describe what these nose perverts would be like. Would well. They be, would they be really into stinky cheeses and full-bodied wines? No. They'd be about fucking noses and nose holes. They're nose perverts. They're not smell perverts. I'm pretty sure even the Marquis de Sade did not go nose pervert. You never go full nose pervert. <laughs> what happens when you go full nose pervert? Find somebody who had a coke problem in the eighties. Yep. Oh, dude, yeah. Like they would stick their dick in Stevie Nicks's uh, coke hole. Wow, this took a weird turn. Did it? Did it? Uh, um, so Ryan is still off traveling the world for his job. He is. He's in Singapore right now. I told him he better bring me, like, a postcard or a bumper sticker. I do not impart obligations onto my friends. Oh, no, it's more of the... Um, I hope he, you know, just doesn't well, get robbed by a monkey. No, but it's one of those things, like, I love giving gifts. But what I find interesting about receiving gifts is what the gift tells you about what the person thinks of you. I would get a mail-order bride. I actually found this really weird link online that was a list of quote-unquote real mail-order brides, and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, no, these are not actual mail-order brides. The irony, of course, was that mail is spelled M-A-L-E. Well, no, none of them were were Asian or Cantonese. That doesn't mean they can't be dudes. Or lady dudes. Chick dudes. I guess it'd be chick dudes, right? Because it'd be lady just, boy and... You just can't say transsexual. Or, like, you know, some ma- Madame Butterfly bullshit. Or Crying Game. That might be a more Do apt... you know what happened at the end of Madame Butterfly? Yeah, he committed suicide. Not Madame Butterfly, but the Lord Butterfly. No, no. She sent her son off, and then she... Sp- committed seppuku seppuku excuse me seppuku 
Seppuku, I think, is that Japanese Like beer. I said, because they had the mixed kid, and it wasn't acceptable, and she killed herself. They're considered mongrels in that culture. You know, here's the thing, is that... It was all part of uh, that uh, Rising, Rising Sun movie and book. Wow, we should really move on. Okay, so it's finally the end of November. Doug's not coming off vaguely racist. That was in the movie! It was in the book! She had the crippled hand! People she was only half Asian. People can't see you making the hilarious hand. She had flipper hand. Right now. She had flipper hand and she was um, half African American, half Asian. Speaking of flipper hands. Okay. No. I, oh, um, I uh, about pissed myself this week watching yep. Michael Shannon on At Midnight. Um, like, so unbelievably funny and so fucking dry. Ridiculously dry. Like, not even. As a comedian, dry, like... As you talk about Jesselneck, um... Like I said, he was Jesselneck dry. But, I mean, he was, he was like, like, British Jeeves and Wooster dry. Yeah. He was Hugh Laurie dry. He was Hugh Laurie dry. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read Hugh Laurie's book? Uh, which one? Uh, the one he wrote, it's like a, a spy novel. I'd have to, no. I've not read Hugh Laurie. I'll, I'll have to, uh... I'll, I'll actually buy it and let you borrow it. It's really good. Absolutely. But yeah, like I said, no. Um, Michael Shannon, I saw that they had him on there. I'm like, this is either going to be really good or, or really, really bad. bad. And it was really good. Well, it's like when they have like the Walking Dead people on, and you're like, this could end horribly or just be the most amazing train wreck I'm ever going to see. Well, Luckily, the last Walking Dead episode had uh, um, of At Midnight had Josh McDermott, who I didn't realize his background was in comedy. Oh, is it? Uh-huh. Apparently I didn't Which know that. Which is why he was so quick. But yes, uh, Michael Shannon. Wow, Zod, you are fucking hilarious. I didn't know Especially that he was going to be your, in the... you and your flippers. I actually didn't know he I was going to no be in... I had no idea until uh, this episode. No idea he was going to be in Batman Superman. Exactly. I did like the, you can see Batman's urethra through the bat suit so joke. That was good. That was at the very beginning. Um, well, that was And the, just the whole, like, so you can't talk about it. Nope. But you're like you know, but the movie's coming out. Yes. <laughs> like, but it's just, it was so dry and succinct. I loved it, and you when, know that I love dry comedy. But when Man of Steel came out, you and I raved about his performance as Zod and about his rage. He's an amazing fucking actor. Like I said, we we raved about his his rage and his bitterness in the role, and this time he just he was so funny, and especially with the the deck the balls joke that he wouldn't stop doing. He wouldn't and. and <laughs> It's just that, you know, when I talk to people about Michael Shannon, he does a lot of dramatic stuff. Um, he's not in a he's lot so of... Talented. He's absolutely, but he's not in a lot of comedies. I mean, you want to go comedy? Yeah, he was in Cecil B. Demented. Um, Which, by the way, like I've talked about before, whoever their talent director was, their casting director... Which we director, brought that up. Oh, my God. We brought that up. Because um, she did a bunch of casting for a bunch of shows we, we love. Um... But uh, him in uh, My Son, My Son, What Have You Done is on par as one of the most disturbing performances I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I would put it up there with uh, Rooker on um, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Ugh. Which, fantastic acting. I mean, that in, the best, I mean that in the best possible way. Fantastic Ugh. acting. Um, pitch perfect casting. But yeah, fucking disturbing. Um... But yeah, Michael Chen on, on, on At Midnight was 
awesome. I mean, I love, I, I love Michael Shannon. Pleasant and so. wonderful surprise. Yeah. Like I said, because I mean, I wasn't expecting it at all. I don't really pay attention to the upcoming for the most part. And did you notice that um, based on the points, uh, Rogan would have lost. Seth Rogan would have lost. It doesn't actually surprise me. I have to tell you though, um, I, you know, I actually you might not know, but I watch uh, the Chew, which is a daily, you know, kind of like food based yeah, show. Yeah. They showed a clip from night before I hadn't seen. Which is one of them like stealing basically one of the carriages in New York with the horses, but it's dressed up like a sleigh. However, it's chained up, so like the horses break free and then drag Seth Rogen after them. Awesome. I really would like to see this movie. There's actually this week has been a really hard week for me to like make time to see everything because you have um, the last Hunger Games. The yeah, Mockingjay Part Two. Mm-hmm. Um, Night before, and then we'll talk about later. But uh, uh, Marvel's uh, Jessica Jones, like all coming out on one Friday, where I'm like, "Okay, Hollywood, how do you expect me to have this much time in my life?" I I'm not lifting you up over my head. Oh God, no! You'd have a better shot at lifting me up over your. First head. of all, I absolutely could. Second of all, this apartment's way <laughs> you too. Absolutely could. Like no, I could totally lift you over my head. But second of all, this apartment's way too small. One of us would end up braining ourselves. It would be like that fucking commercial yeah. where that the the couple breaks shit. Yeah, no, and they end up in the emergency room. That's yeah. exactly what it would be like. Um. However, um, do we want to break into Jessica Jones, or do we want to keep going on night before? Well. Neither of us have seen that before. Did I? I don't think it was. No, it happened this week. I was walking to work this week, and I straight up saw the guy in the Hanukkah-themed sweater walking down the street. Oh, the the Jewish the it has Star, the Star of, David of David and Christmas then it has, sweater. Like I said, yeah, it was the Star of David. You can't really call it a Christmas sweater, but yeah. But you know that the the holiday. There we go. Holiday sweater with the Star of David, and then I think it has menorahs and some um, Hebrew in the background. Oh, does it? I think so. I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, I was walking to work, walking past the bus stop with all the high school kids that I hate because they're tick bags. Get off my lawn. And actually, it's kind of a get off my lawn moment. It's just one of those things where when you were a teenager, you didn't realize that people used the fucking sidewalk, so maybe you shouldn't arrange yourself like tick bags across the entire sidewalk. I like to think that we kind of flanked uh, like a SWAT team. No. No. When I was a teenager, we definitely walked like side by side by side, not realizing maybe everybody didn't walk as fast as us and people needed to get by. Like, I was completely oblivious and douchey when I was a teenager. Well, yeah, we all were. But like I said, I just... Ugh. You know, I think it's really interesting the transition between being a teenager and realizing how much teenagers are assholes. Closer to me, closer to you. Closer to you. Sorry. I'll sit forward. No, no, no. Sit back. Relax. I am. It's just that my voice carries. I'm Max and and all cool. You're what? You're what? Sit back, relax, Max, get cool. I've never... I don't even know what that is. Wow. No 90s for you. No, I spent most of the 90s stoned out of my gourd. Um, I actually got into like a 25-minute conversation this week about Faith Namor's cover of Easy and Soul Coffin. I miss... Uh, God, I haven't thought of Soul Coffin in so long. Yeah, but you could pick up that... I can't for the life of me remember the name of the album, but you could pick up that album and just listen to it for days and be perfectly happy. Ruby Vroom? 
Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Those are a big one. Yeah, like I said, listen to that for days and still oh, be perfectly I, I happy. Think of, I think of Ruby Vroom every time I go to the bank and the guy's counting up fives. Yeah. And he goes, 5, 50, or 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Like, that was literally the chorus of that song was him counting in fives. But yeah, and no, True Dreams was... of Wichita? Fuck you, it's a great song. Yeah, we had a whole Not that anyone's arguing with me, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, we had a whole conversation about that and the mannequins, because, you know, it's that... Yeah. That was the Crash Test Dummies. Was that the Crash Test Dummies? It was the Crash Test Dummies. The Mannequins was another band. The Mannequins is the movie where the... No, 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 that's Mannequin. That's not the Mannequins. With Andrew McCarthy. And Kim Cattrall of the second one. Was she the Mannequin the second one? Mannequin 2, yeah. Oh my god, that mannequin was totally Samantha. So, on that note... <laughs> Fuck you, that was good. No, that was great. On, Fuck you. No, on that note, I have totally binge-watched all six seasons of Sex in the City in the last two weeks. That silence is brought to you by... Doug making all I don't, I, I don't know what to even say to that. Though lately I have been making a lot more Jim Jeffries faces than usual. So we haven't talked about Jim Jeffries face in a while. I actually, has he put out anything since Bear or no? Uh, not that I'm aware of. He's laying low after his show got canceled. Well, it's just one of those, I really want to hear his stand-up after he's a father. Yeah, he's actually one of the few I actually really want to hear about that. No, because correct me if I'm wrong, in Bear he was still expecting with his model girlfriend, correct? Mm, That I'm aware, no, no, Hank was born by that point. Okay. Because I'm on first name basis with this child. Like I said, I don't, I don't think he mentioned it at all. But like I said, I, like Louis C.K. didn't really find his feet as a stand-up until after he had kids. Mm-hmm. I, I would really like to hear Jim Jeffries and Patton. Talk Patton about got a little soft, but not as soft as I think we all expect him to be. Yeah, but we know. And Posehn is still like, eh. yeah, I got a kid, but I like dick and fart jokes. So I think Posehn got pretty soft. He named his kid after Randy Rhodes. That's pretty fucking awesome, though. He did a bit before he had a kid about how if he got soft after he had a kid, he thought that people should punch his kid in the face, not him. Nope, that was Patton. No, that was... No, that was Posehn. That was Posehn, you're right. I get that you change when you're a parent, but it's just one of those things where you put your dick on the table and then took it away. I don't know, maybe he lets people punch him in the face. His kid? Are you kidding me? Well, based on uh, Pasein's build, I'd imagine that kid to be about five feet tall, and it's probably six. He said his wife is tiny. Yeah, but, like, white chromosome, like... She's a cheerleader. He looks like he's made of farts. He looks like he's a bunch of farts in a man suit. Made of farts. (laughs) As he's walking. Ah, God, I... I love old Poseidon. Well, new Poseidon Poseidon isn't bad. I love the joke about him auditioning and farting and Christian Slater coming into the room. Yeah. And him, like, the him and the not being able to control things, so he's always vaguely wet himself. Well, he's he's still himself on, like, uh, uh, I almost said no applause, on uh, Nerd Poker. I mean, you can tell, like, that's... Maybe it's just because he doesn't do much stand-up anymore, so I don't hear it. He does, but he doesn't put out, like, albums. Like, he's doing, you know, uh, different places. Because they talk about his tour on on um, Nerd Poker, but he hasn't put out anything, like, substantial in a while. 
Not since uh, not Nerd Rage. That was his first one. Was uh, yeah, Dick and Fart Jokes. You know what makes nerds angry? Getting their, their obsession, obsession wrong. wrong. Absolutely. Star Trek sucks. The card's a fag. Yeah, that's still Star Trek. No, that's when he's screaming at the Star Wars fans, lining yeah. up for Phantom Menace. As he drives away with, like, the X-Files DVDs These and, and a pile of comics. comics. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although that's one of my favorite bits he does is talking about parking somewhere on top of the mattress and thinking the guys at the gym are pointing at him and laughing, but they're like, pointing fuck! at Fuck! That was on Nerd Rage. Yeah. That's, he goes, because that's he goes I go into Nerd Rage, he goes like, fuck your jocks! Like I said, no, it's because he had the fucking mattress, like, stuck under his car. And they're, like, trying to point, like, hey, hey. like, you've got a... And he's all like, fuck you! Uh, Bramp was saying, like, illogical freakout voice is fucking awesome. I should really probably watch Knights of Badassdom again sometime soon. Was he in that? Uh, he's one of the leads, like, random co-workers at the auto mechanic shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. all the different kinds of metal. Yeah. It was like not speed, it was sludge. Yeah, and he starts describing the... When he does that in the movie I saw uh, last month, uh, To Hell and Back, where his Oh, char- the claymation. Yeah, yeah. Where I his, really it, need to see that. It's fun. Um, I would watch it more for Brian Postin's character and Paul F. Tompkins' quote-unquote tortured soul. Okay. Which, when you watch it, I, I don't want to ruin... Like, I don't want to ruin... And when I say ruin, I don't mean spoil. I mean, like, I don't think I could do the jokes as well as Paul F. Tompkins. Probably not. Um, I'm sorry. You said can't do the jokes as well as Paul F. Tompkins. I immediately went to the Freak Wharf bit and started laughing inside my head. Actually, I was gonna go, no, you shut up, but yeah. No, I totally went to Freak Wharf. I don't think those two words have ever appeared in the same paragraph together. Much less in the same sentence. The nut house, the loony bin, the, the freak, freak wharf. <laughs> I tried LSD, it makes you want to use pot. And you're like, mm, no. It's actually not a bad book, but still. Go tell Alice? Go ask Alice. Whatever. All I know is that the band Deadbolt, which is the most anti hippie band I've ever heard, uh, uh, cites that movie uh, cite, yeah cites that movie and book in a song where they're talking about tying yeah, grenades maybe. grenades into uh, hippies uh, dreadlocks they made a movie of Go Ask Alice they might have we'll look it up later um so I actually have stuff to talk about good cause we still have a bunch of time to fill since the school marm's gone don't call him that he doesn't like it you started it we'll call him the babysitter um, if you had something to hit us with, it would be a babysitter's club. <laughs> God you fucking damn dick. it, I hate myself for that joke. God, that was really good. Um, <laughs> We're going to get in so much trouble next week. Oh my God, he's going to be like, I listen to everything. Fuck you guys. Yep. We're going to get banned from the place. I will only be allowed to walk up the stairs, around the corner, and uh, up the stairs. Yeah. Um... Uh, I watched this actually a couple weeks ago, um, but I had like 11 minutes left, and I asked you, I was like, judgment call, should I wait to see how it ends? And you were like, yes, because watch the whole movie. Um, I watched uh, JCVD, which is not short for Jesus Christ versus Dinosaurs. I said Jesus Christ venereal disease. 
No, that was the week after you did Jesus Christ versus Dinosaurs. They're both great. Which, by the way, sounds like the best movie I've ever heard of. Um, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, no, we did talk about this last week, didn't we? Well, I don't think you talked about the end. Um, I love it. But? It's, it's super meta. There's a moment where Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, as a hostage, um, the chair starts floating up to the rafters, and you see, like, the cameras and the lights... And so it's like he's literally coming out of the movie, um, and does like a six-minute dialogue about like his career, which is actually really fucking good. And the, by the way, the whole movie's in French, or yeah, I guess French. Um, Maybe in French. Well, it all happens in, in Brussels, because he like goes home to try to get money so he could try to reassess his life and he had just lost like the custody battle with his daughter and he kind of gets he walks into a post office and ends up in a hostage situation and they end up using him as like the mouthpiece for like their demands I really hope that he's a lot more charismatic and French he's a lot more sympathetic I guess well it's just his dialogue in general so stilted well, yeah, but you gotta remember, like, him, Schwarzenegger, like, English isn't their first language. All right. How many, how many, you know, ESL co-workers do I have? A lot of them. I don't. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, one of my co-workers speaks at least six languages. Are you working with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Talking about Morel. Oh. Um, yeah, she speaks at least six. Probably, she says she only speaks six, but she speaks a lot of like smaller European country dialects, which is like bastardized version. Does she talk? Do, can she do it like, conversationally, or is it? Yeah, easily. Okay. I mean, she's already bilingual. She's half Swedish and half Slovak, so that's two already. Swedlock. the worst X Men. I don't know. She's pretty kick ass. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, I highly recommend uh, JCVD. I know it came out, like, six years ago, and I'm finally getting to it. Yeah, but I'm sure Jean-Claude could still use the money. It's not like I bought it. Um, You know we're recording, right? Yeah. I didn't say how I got it, just I didn't buy it. So, uh, I highly recommend that. Um, I mean, I did have to read it more than I watched it because I don't know French. It's not like when I saw Pan's Labyrinth and I speak conversational Spanish and I could actually, like, watch the fucker. Um, or uh, when I watched uh, Nightwatch or Daywatch. You know a little Russian? No, no, but luckily all of the... Um, did they make the third film? No, they never did. That's too bad. And the book series is four, I guess. I need to read the books. Because it's Nightwatch, Daywatch... Um, it's like Dusk Watch, Twilight Watch, or something not like that. Dawn Watch. Is it Dawn Watch? Well, if it's Dusk, I would assume the other one's Dawn. I just mentioned Dawn Watch is Sasquatch's wife. <laughs> Sasquatch and Dawn Watch. Love it. And this is my wife, Dawn, Dawn Watch. Watch. Oh my god, I love it. It's a little hard to say. Mrs. Bigfoot. There's no, I mean, there was an article that was on, like, I want to say it was on Cracked on this woman that was claiming she had been in a relationship with 
Sasquatch for like eight years and they were trying to have a child, but she was in like her mid-50s. And she lost her income because pot wasn't illegal anymore, so she couldn't make as much money as she used to being a pot grower. Wait. Like, yeah. No, it, it was this whole article, and I'm just like, you are hilarious, lady. But, you, yeah. You know, I've got a friend who actually followed the entire Bad Boy saga and still believes in him. Okay, there might be some deformed kid somewhere, but we probably shouldn't call him Bat Boy. Much like you shouldn't call people dog boy when they have terrible wolfism disease. Wolfism disease? I can't remember what the name. Lycanthropy? No, no, no. Like people that actually have excessive hair growth. Oh, like JoJo the Dog Face Boy. <sighs> that was his fucking title. Where I think it's actually called werewolfism when they have excessive face uh, hair. Uh, but look. His, but yes, yes. His, uh, I, I want to sound just insensitive. Just say I don't want to say no. I'm not going to say that because I want to. I want to preface it with, I don't want to sound insensitive, but, um, but yeah, JoJo the Dogface Boy. Like he's the most famous person with werewolfism. Yes. Which like, my is that dad not like him for werewolfism. Which, completely different. Which my dad convinced me was real. That's a whole other story, um, that we've said on the podcast. No, but like, there's a Beatles song where he goes like, "Get back, JoJo," and my dad like convinced me like he was talking about JoJo the Dogface Boy. Yeah. I really do feel bad saying that. Well, it's like calling... Tell me the elephant man's real name. John something. Merrick. Um, John Merrick was his real name. Well, I but know. But most people call him the elephant man. Horrible. You know what I mean? Like He had to sleep sitting up. How horrible is that? But, like, tell me the main character's actual name in Mask. Eric Stoltz. Without the makeup. Well, <laughs> but like, give me his whole name. I know his first name. Sherisod? <laughs> what is he, Norse? Rocky Sher's son? Ah, <laughs> son of Sher. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um. Your face is craggier than all of... Uh, what was his first name? Wasn't Rocky. It? Was it Rocky? Yeah, but I can't remember his last no, name. No, but I mean, was, wasn't that a nickname? No. Or maybe it was, I don't know. Well, I mean, with a face like that, I guess. Could be. I don't know. I'm not trying to be flippant at all. I'm saying that it's logical that a bunch of biker druggies would nickname that kid Rocky. And not like the boxer. Okay, let's talk about Jessica Jones. I literally have one note about it. But I want to start from the beginning. We're we're both about four episodes in. Yes, you're about a third you're, in. You're you're probably like maybe twenty minutes ahead of me. Opening credits, David very, Mack very as David Thok, Mack. Yeah. who did all of the uh, all of the covers for the Alias comic that it was based on. Mm-hmm. The opening sequence where she's capturing the guy. I think, or the, the wife cheating with the brother? Yes. That is almost verbatim one of the issues. Um, the whole issue doesn't, you know, go on that, but, like, probably a two-page uh, sequence. It was verbatim. I loved it. Um, the fact that it's like, New York is a city that never sleeps. 
but it does sleep around, and that's how I make my money. Like, most of the time, I'm just catching cheaters. Um, it encapsulates the character so well in the first five minutes of actual episode. She, her acting is spot fucking on for the character. She gets the bitterness, she gets the humor, she gets the, the tortured soul. But it's not overplayed. Like, she doesn't over-emote. It's no. very subtle, and most of the time it's just in her eyes. I would say my biggest issue within four episodes is that she's stalking Luke Cage. She feels bad because she killed his wife. And he's right oh, there. Oh, that's right. That's right. That comes out in, like, episode three. You're Two. right, you're right. No. Well, let's hint it at. Yeah, because she the, finds a picture. Like I said, all the pieces kind of come together. But like I said, no, she feels bad because she killed his wife. And that was one of the last things that she did before she finally managed to get away from Kilgrave. The purple man. Guess what color he is. Um, Who, by the way, oh my god, David Tennant, so creepy. Well, you and you really oh, haven't even seen the character so yet. Bad, but okay, one. You hear, like, you, you have him come, like, and talk in her ear, lick her face. That was creepy as shit. You get, yeah, you get the, the, the psychotic flashback she gets. Well, and we, we, we've talked about, a bit about, in the comics, the, the, the Marvel's alias, like, what drove um, Jessica Jones from being, uh, her superhero name was Jewel, um, from being Jewel to being, like, Jessica Jones' P.I. They haven't talked about that at all yet. It's vaguely mentioned... Mostly but, because Luke Cage makes the joke about her still having the costume. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'll touch on Luke Cage in a second, but um, I do. I wondered if it was going to be as dark as it was in the comics. Apparently, it's darker. Um, because when he puts the kids in the closet and the little girl pees herself and all you see is he the goes, liquid. You can go. You can go in the closet. Like he, all you see is the liquid coming out from underneath the closet, and you never find out what it's really that happens. And when it's she's, like, oh I believe it's the second, ep- no, first episode, first episode, which I, I do want to talk about in terms of slow burn. But I, when she realizes, like, oh, the, the. Asian restaurant used to be the Italian restaurant. restaurant. He's doing the same thing. It's the lingerie. It's the dinner. It's the one-month anniversary, which implies that he used his mind control to actually rape Jessica Jones. As opposed to the comics, where it was a psychological pseudo-sexual torture. I think it's both in the show. Absolutely. And um, it's just I, the, the last scene they have with Hope in the first episode. In the elevator. They put her in the elevator. No, and she shoots her parents, and the elevator opens, and you see her still clicking the gun, and she has some blood in her hair, and then she starts And then screaming. she drops and goes, like, what did I do? Like, like, mom, dad. Like I said, and just starts screaming. You're like, oh, God. And that's where I thought the first episode was like, oh, this is going to be a slower burn than Daredevil. Um, it's not... As action-packed as Daredevil, it's a lot more psychological and character-driven, which I was totally okay with it being, like, you know, a slow burn in terms of that. But then that elevator scene happens, I'm like, nope, we're pretty much hitting the ground running on on that Kilgrave is going to have to be tracked down across 13 episodes or whatever. Um, so here's 
what I'm wondering about, though, is they've made a big point of introducing her neighbors as characters. She has her neighbor that's high all the time that she pretty much is always shoving into his apartment. Okay, you haven't seen the end of episode four? No. Okay. Why didn't you stop talking about this? I was going to talk about the creepy twins upstairs. Well, not the twins, because it's the, the, the guy and the girl. Yeah, they're fraternal twins. Yeah. Um, I think Which, he, by the way, after the introduction to him, where they're apparently fighting about chicken, and she's wearing the shirt open with the bra out, and he has a jacket on and no pants. Oh, the, the husband and wife? They're twins. Oh my god, did you not put that together? No. She goes up and yells at them uh-huh. to shut the fuck up. She runs into the guy the next and she, day. And she says, like, you know, I don't care what the fuck you're into, just keep it down. Yeah. Those aren't boyfriend and girlfriend. They're twins. Oh. Did you not... Yes. No, this is, yeah, this is a minor moment. Like I said, which is one of the reasons why he's kind of vaguely stalking her is because that's not his girlfriend or his wife. That's his sister. I think her name's Ruby. I, I don't know. I want to say um, she's a crazy, noisy-ass bitch. Well, we'll it's see how that plays blue. out. It's French. For chicken. No, it's not. No, um, that's exactly what I thought when she said that. But yeah, I loved her breaking the chain on that and damn near fucking wall-strangling that girl. Well, I like... I have neighbors like that. Can we talk about Carrie Ann Moss for a Absolutely. second? Absolutely. I admit that I want to get more into the meat of the series so I'm not as pissed off at her storyline with her divorcing her wife and being with the young hot secretary that is a young hot secretary though okay that's great it's just one of those things where it seems like a random subplot so it's like i need to get into more of the meat of the series so it pays off for me well you saw i think episode three where jessica goes to the ex-wife and says yeah no that's she's gonna effectively like rape you in this divorce which is true you might as well give me this drug. I, I did actually totally laugh at that. This is an antipsychotic for you. And she's like, taking this. For just in case. case. Yeah. That made me laugh pretty hard. But it's just one of those, I need that to pay off because it doesn't, I don't care about it's, it right now. I, it, it, it's a writing aspect, a uh, uh, writing tool called Chekhov's gun. If there's What's a Chekhov gun over doing? the mental, huh? What's Chekhov doing? Firing the photon. Torpedoes? Yeah. He's disarming the nuclear vessels. Wessels. <laughs> um, God damn it. Um, I'm not high-fiving that. You're Jonah rang me for mutual um, vessels. Um, but no, like, if you see the ex-wife, the whole, like, divorce thing early on, it's gotta pay off. Like if I there's no, a gun... It's like it's a- uh, Chekhov's gun is that if there's a gun over the mantle in the first act, it better go off by the third. So... We haven't really gotten in much to Luke Cage. I mean, like, he's there. He's super hot. She he totally has unbreakable skin. I, I actually... I love... did actually make me laugh really hard in the first episode when she's like, I'm not going to break. And he goes, yeah, you will. And she goes, no, I won't. And then they eventually get in the to second the... Se- in the second episode, when she, like, actually, like, stops him from putting his hands down. Yeah, here's the thing. You know what that made me think of? Fifty Shades of Hero. No, Friar. Spike and Buffy banging and bringing yeah. down the entire house. Absolutely. Actually, it's a really good thing to bring up because it is a self-destructive 
or co-destructive relationship. No, it was. It's, that's exactly what it made me think of. Is totally Spike and Buffy banging in the abandoned house and bringing them home. Absolutely. Place down. Yeah. I did like because Luke Cage's, uh, uh, not tagline. Um, what's that called? I don't like complications. No. Um, but what's that called? Not a tagline. Catchphrase. Uh, catchphrase thank you. Is sweet Christmas, and I'm like. Well, that was obviously birthed in the 60s, 70s when Luke Cage came out and he was wearing the yellow puffy shirt and the tiara. Um, yes, Luke Cage wore a tiara. Look it up. Um, but that, like, you know, they, like, get done fucking and there's that scene where, like, they fall apart and he goes, sweet Christmas. That made me laugh really hard. However, what I really loved in their relationship is they have the vaguest origin conversation ever. Actually, I... Accident experiment. Which... Keep eating food. Obviously, they're going to explore Luke Cage's whole thing, I think, more in the Luke Cage Netflix, which is no, the next no, one. Like I said, which is totally fine, but I, I like that they don't need to spoon-feed us the backstory. No. They go, I like, mean, look, there are powers. How'd you get yours? Accident. accident. You? Experiment. Experiment, yeah. And he goes, can you fly? And she goes, it's hey, more it's like kind of jumping, jumping and, and falling. And not landing they, well. I'm pretty sure they've only showed once in the episodes that I've watched. That she can... That she can jump. I mean, they implied it when she's talking to Hope, and she's like, he used to make me jump, jump for hours. Um, well, and when she's getting up to the uh, the fire escape yeah, to, the, to to take pictures of like said, that's uh, the only, Luke Cage. That's, no, I guess they've shown it twice. Yeah, they've only shown it a couple times uh-huh. that she can do that. It's more of her strength, is what they're showing. I and, also and, and like her, uh, the Carrie Ann Moss joke with the Hope character, you've become the mascot for a very macabre club. It's it's almost painful watching when Jessica Jones is watching the tapes of the people in the quote-unquote support groups, and they go, he made me smile. He wouldn't stop making me smile. It's also just interesting that they spliced the real... Kilgrave experiences in with the fucking nuthouses, but you know, like, within a second of them doing the interviews with all of the victims, who is an actual experience and who is just a fucking... Well, and Jessica, and Jessica acknowledges that, and she goes, kick well, them just, out, put that one in. No, it's the random douchebag, and she's like, get up, because she wants to see his size. She wants to see if his jacket would have actually fit Kilgrave, David Tennant. Yeah. There's... Which is funny, because he seems bigger in this. Maybe it's just because she's so tiny, but it's just David Tennant is not a big man. Like, he's he's pretty slight. Okay, yes, he's a big man in that area. Hello, David Tennant. But, that, like I said, no, he's, he's, he's not he's that, lean. like he, I said, he's not that he's tall, and tall, he's pretty but, slight. Yeah. Um, he's not a foreboding presence the, the same way that the Kingpin was in, in Daredevil. There's not a... Which... I really like that they're doing that with the purple. I'm sorry, Kilgrave. I want to keep calling him the purple man. You can call him the purple man. Um, that they're doing a more psychological bad guy than a physical bad guy. Which I think is very smart. But I have to remind you when we watched Daredevil, the episode where they had the reveal that he killed his father and he's the sad fat kid. Like, that was... He's a sad fat kid that entire series. But, I mean, that specific episode when, you know, he he kills his father to save his mom and he's the sad fat kid was just so fucking heartbreaking. Here's the question. We're four episodes in. And then we'll we'll leave it at this. 
Unless you want to have a, a longer conversation about Jessica Jones. Well, I wanted to talk about Trish. I eat Patsy. Okay. Um, I want to say this while we're, while we're talking about though. Um, do you think they're going to build Kilgrave into a sympathetic villain the same way they did Kingpin? I don't think they can. I absolutely agree. I, I don't think it's possible I, to make him a sympathetic villain. He is literally a murderer he's and a rapist. Id. He's, he's, he's a, a walking id. He's a child abuser. And he's, he's like almost worse than... Oh this. my god, you haven't gotten to episode four yet. I'm in episode four. Yeah, but when he talks about... When he gets into the guy's car, and the kid is still crying, he goes, you want to leave your kid on the curb, don't you? And he goes, yes. No, I haven't gotten there yet, but like I said, no. I don't Ugh. think it's possible to turn him into a sympathetic character. A sympathetic character, okay. I think it's literally impossible to do that. Also, when she finally meets... I think it's episode two where she finds the surgeon. And he says... Any kidney will do, it's a temporary fix. He's going to have to maim somebody else in a couple years. It's, oh, yes, when he's uh, recovering from the bus accident. It's impossible for him to become a sympathetic character. He's a life ruiner. Yes, I just quoted Mean Girls at you. My tits say it's raining. It's a 40% chance it's raining outside. You guys can't see me feeling my boobs and saying that. Sorry. It's weird. Uh, so, Trish Walker. She... <sighs> Patricia Walker, who Bendis has a weird obsession the with. The actress who plays her... Kind of reminds me of Barbara Gordon. Actually, she bears a striking resemblance... Fuck, her name is Rosemary something. She's the lead in Gone Girl. Uh, Rosemary, uh, 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 Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike, you are absolutely correct. She looks like, a, like a, maybe a few years younger Rosamund Pike. I like her in the I can series. See that. Yeah, exactly. Like, 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 she's Rosamund Pike, like twenty three. I'm, I'm interested to see like where her and the relationship with the cop that was under Kilgrave's Simpson. Yeah, uh, Simpson is his name. But like, I'm interested to see like where their relationship goes. I also really want them to build out, quote unquote, her relationship with her mother. I loved that on the second episode where she goes, you're acting like your mother, and she's like, that's a low blow even for you. Yeah, but in episode three, when they build more that her mother was physically abusive, and it's hinted at she might have actually been sexually abusive. Like, they don't say it, but it, it's hinted. Especially the whole part of that, I won that award because my mother blew half the judges there. I not remember that line at all. Yeah. All right. But like I said, it's hinted at that her mother was extremely abusive, at least physically and emotionally. I don't know. Well, and it built her... You find out in the fourth episode that um, through conversation that the mother had built her kind of financial empire on, like, Patsy dolls. So she was kind of the, like, original Barbie type of thing. I really hate that name. Barbie? Patsy. Oh. No, I actually did go to junior high with a girl named Barbie. She... No, it was not short for Barbara. Her name was actually Barbie. I was going to ask if she threw any shrimp on herself. Not that I knew of, but it was junior high. Go ahead. 
I, I want say to whatever say else you're I, thinking. No, go ahead. No. no, go ahead. No, it was just a throw from the Barbie joke. So we've had exactly one day. You've made it through four. I've made it through about three and three quarters. Yeah. We'll get back to you next week, and hopefully Ryan will be here to talk with us for the rest of the episodes, and we'll talk way more about Jessica and Jones. Um, thus far, I'm very happy with it. I'm thrilled with it. Um, I... I think walking in, you had high expectations with coming off a of Daredevil. I actually kind of tempered mine, because I'm like, I really like this actress, I like this character, I like everything that I've seen, but I also just don't want to hobble myself by having too much going in. I had read the comics, um, and I had seen Kristen Ritter in Breaking Bad. Um, I loved her in Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23. I she didn't was so, watch any of that. It's, so. on, it's on Netflix now. It's, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to watch really it. She's really funny in it. Um, she's really, really funny in it. And she's. it doesn't come out until like later in the second season, but she's obsessed with Charo. Like, she's totally obsessed with Charo. Anyways. Can, like the fried dough? That's a churro. Oh. I'm talking about coochie coochie. Coochie coochie coochie. Yeah, no, I know that was the joke. Um, I now very, I want a churro, dick. Churro dick? Churros sound amazing right now, don't they? Better than dick. Um, Churros always sound better. No, I, I... You know, the, the casting on um, Jessica Jones... Like I said, I'd, I'd read the comic. Um, I think David Tennant was pitch perfect for The Purple Man, Hillgrave. He's so menacing with so little. So little. Like, like... He's literally whispered... By the fourth episode... He has whispered in her ear but I mean, it's, it's like, and licked her face. I'm like, that's it! No, but I mean when he takes over the penthouse, like, with a hand gesture, so fucking menacing. And he goes, like, well, when he goes, like, what are we having for dinner? Leg of lamb, it's a specialty. I'll be the, the judge, judge of, of that. The judge of that. Um, I was a little itchy about Christian, uh, Kristen Ritter, only because, having read the comics, I thought Jessica Jones would be frumpier like not as sex kitteny I have a follow up to that she never ever ever plays up her sexuality or her beauty in the show she just is in, in that they actually have a conversation about her not flirting but like I said she doesn't flirt she dresses exactly zero provocatively. No, but I mean she like... She dresses very comfortably, and I'm pretty sure she's in the same pair of jeans, like, the entire show. I like that it was... It wasn't sexy when she took off her pants. Apparently, the gravity gods agree. Um, Honestly, um, given the time of day, it's probably my neighbor's cat knocking something off a shelf. Well, cats are dicks. But... You know, what, you, know what but you know what I'm saying? Like, when she takes off her pants, no. it's not sexy. It's just... I mean, it's... it's it's. If you want to jerk off that, it's great. But in terms of the character, like, it's not sexy. It's very everyday. That being said, their sex scenes, super fucking hot. I mean, cool. Actually, they kind of reminded me, unfortunately, of the Twilight sex scene. What, with the breaking of the headboard? The breaking of the bed. I know lots of people who broke broken beds fucking. Not just vampires. I'm one of them. But. Moving on. Um, I've also broken toilets. Um, 
which is why there were no more unisex bathrooms at Onyx after a while. Speaking of breaking toilets, so I've been rewatching Parks and Rec because it's my go-to. If, no, it's my go-to if there's nothing else for me to watch. And I rewatched the episode where they're trying to pick a caterer for their wedding, and the mini calzones give them all food poisoning. Oh yeah. And they're they're all wondering if Tom's sick because it's fucking Tom. And Ron says, I voided more than my body weight of Tom today. Also, I cracked the bottom of a toilet. I think he may have just appeared. And Tom's fine because he didn't eat the mini calzones. No, he just took pictures of them. I, okay, I don't, calzones are great. I'm sorry. Yeah, like when they talk about them being more complicated than pizza, they're not. It's just a pizza that's harder to eat? No, it's a pizza that's easier to eat. Absolutely. Sorry, sorry. You don't need to. You don't got to fold a calzone. Um, what else have I watched this week? Um, I'm still watching Scream Queens. Um, I like when the season ends. I think you should watch it and see what you think. I will. It's really one of those shows, and actually, I think that might be kind of everything with Ryan Murphy's shows. Like every show he's ever done, it's better if you binge it than if you watch it week to week, which sucks for him, but is great for me. Uh, what else? I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the later stuff from. Um... American Horror Story. God, that first season was so good, though. The second season kind of sucked. But, I mean, the first season when Violet overdosed, but you didn't know it for, like, three episodes, that was so good. Oh, it was the fucking... I mean, it was a total fucking uh, Sixth Sense twist where you're like, oh, shit, she's been dead. So, actually, random thought. (laughs) Did you ever watch Are You... And then Carrie Carrie Britton's uh, pregnant with uh, ghost babies. Oh, it's twins. But yes. Um, I said babies. Did you ever watch Are You Afraid of the Dark on Nickelodeon? I almost want you to say Ario Speedwagon. Did you ever watch Ario Speedwagon? Are you Afraid of the Dark? Did you ever watch Ar- Oh my god, best crossover ever. Yep. Um, However, no. Did yes, you? I did. You know that the plot from The Sixth Sense is straight up ripped off from an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Stop saying Ario. Actually, I'm just saying that to make you laugh. Um, you're doing a good job. Uh, no, I did not. Neither did I. I was reading a Cracked article, because of course. Right. And yeah, no, I remember that episode where the kid died, and nobody will talk to him, and he thinks his mom's, like, super pissed off at him, and his sister's the only one who will talk to him. And it's the sixth sense. Like, he's dead. And or that Allstate commercial. The kid that drowns? Or with the TV on their head, or... The apparently sinister seesaw accident. I don't know. I didn't. But like I said, no. The Sixth Sense is ri- literally a ripoff of an episode of Nickelodeon's Are You Afraid of the Well, Dark? you know, Power Rangers is a ripoff of fucking Voltron. Like, I literally had a conversation with a coworker recently about like, there's nothing original. And when I talk about something original, someone will go, that kind of sounds like, like I thought of a science vampire idea. I love science vampire. Science Vampire is great. Oh, that's something else I wanted to talk about. It's it's not close to the, the strain, because the strain is more forensic. Um, There's a joke in the book where they're um, going to get a pesticide out of, like, the pesticide storage space, and they find some bugs in that, and the guy who's the exterminator gets really upset, because it's like Fett. somebody... Yeah, Fett gets really upset because it's like somebody broke into Fort Knox. Did that ever make it into the show, or no? Uh, yes. Yes, it did. Because, uh, like I said, I just, I just thought it was really cute and really funny. The only original idea I can now say I have, after 
Mark Miller stole my Spider-Man idea. <laughs> Sorry. Is, and I almost sent. And you I can say this because it's out now, all copyrighted. Is Doctor Yes sexy? That's you know the mad scientist so plastic laughing. surgeon. I'm not laughing. You should be. He's Doctor Yes sexy, which weirdly is based off the name of a, a Warren Ellis character. They fight Doctor No sexy in um, in Next Wave, and I created Dr. Yes Sexy as kind of an answer to that. I so no, even my original idea is not original. I almost sent you an article earlier this week about how Alan Moore is advocating self-publishing because everybody sucks. And I mostly just sent you the article because of how fucking crazy wizard he looked in the picture. Which Alan Moore has a whole thing about like thought storms and the collective conscience and, like, that's why people have similar ideas at the same time. I get that he's a fucking genius. I still think he's overly precious. I don't know about genius. Like I said, I think he's overly precious with his work. I agree. Um, he also comes out of a time that's 30 years before us. The 60s? I would, well... No, honey, that, that was a joke. That'd be, like, 45 years before us. But that... Actually, that'd be more like 55 years before us. If you look at... Uh, oh, I almost said Warren Ellis's. If you look at uh, Alan Moore's career, he has never had to kill his darlings until they've been adapted. I'm sorry. I, He's I, never I, had to kill his no, darlings. It's just one of those things where I go back to the Watchmen movie, where Psychic Squid is never going to go well in a fucking movie. No, they make the, the Manhattan uh, thing, um, but it's called a squid, which was a nice nod. Like I said, I just think he's overly precious with his work, and I loved V for Vendetta. How'd you feel about From Hell? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, there you go. Just made Neither me, does Alan Moore. It really just, <laughs> no, it just really wouldn't made me want to do like Absinthe and Laudanum. Like, that's, like you do? No, I mean, that, that's my only feelings from uh, From Hell. I. That and. You know I I I, re I read from Hell and I loved Eddie Campbell's. Her name. Uh, Heather Graham. She should never be a redhead. Bite your tongue. Um, Bite your tongue. Speaking of Heather Graham, though, I gotta say I'm actually a little jealous of one of my coworkers. Okay. She's watching for the first time. Twin Peaks. Oh, super jealous. I love when you get to see somebody watch something for the first time, and you're like, no, no, we'll talk about it later. Well, because I'm like, who have you met? Oh, you met Log Lady. Okay, you met Nadine. Um, has he had a dream yet? And she goes, no. And I'm like, well, then you're in for a treat. Because there's a midget that talks forwards, backwards, forwards. Um, I actually have two weird follow-ups with this conversation. But, like, she doesn't know, like, the whole, like, giant thing, who shot Cooper thing. Like, because that was the end of the first season, was who shot Cooper. Like I made it all JR. wrapped up in plastic joke earlier in the week, and luckily Tony was there, so we followed it up with like all a the Laura movie. Palmer reference. Yeah, like no, like all wrapped, and like he immediately started doing all the dialogue from that conversation, all wrapped up in yeah. But yeah, everybody else around us thought we were insane. Well, I was trying to explain, without ruining it, like the idea of Bob. Yeah. And how in the movie, because I said 
watch the two seasons and then the movie because the movie works as a both prequel and sequel and you see quote unquote Bob if you've seen the series I'm, you know what I'm talking about quote unquote Bob having sex with Laura Palmer but you don't know who Bob is well you know who Bob is physically I'm not going to ruin that but I was it's talking it's been enough years Doug it's fine alright it's totally her dad but um <clears throat> but I was like it's kind of a consensual rape and er, Emma Emma without missing a beat goes best band name ever <laughs> oh god no no actually no, I kind of no, got to no, give her that no, one like no, no. consensual rape is a really good band it name it would have to be a female fronted band would it yes Anyways, follow up on Twin Peaks. I'm jealous that um, she gets to watch it for the first time, but it's kind of fun, like watching it capriciously, capriciously through her. Where I'm like, "Where are you at?" Or she comes to me like the next day and goes, "Oh, I watched episodes like three and four. You know that I did that with Veronica Mars with you. Yes, and it was absolutely. Glorious. And you gotta get glorious. to kind of relive like the. Oh, so. You know, like, Nadine doesn't know that that guy's banging the chick from the diner who's Rashida Jones's mom. Um, that's true. And who's her dad? Quincy Jones. I, I know that. I'm just quizzing you for movie uh, trivia again. Um, <clears throat> yeah, if I ever show up to trivia again, this week has been kind of a, uh, a goose egg. Her, you show up too early. We could have used you. Not on Tuesday, Tuesday I didn't. I went home with a girl. We're not talking about this on air. I already talked about it on Dan. Um. <laughs> so, Twin Peaks follow-up. So, Twin Peaks is actually now a restaurant franchise? Yeah. But it's not Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks. It's just no, a place it's Twin, Peaks, Twin Peaks. No, it's Twin Peaks. It's like the sexy lumberjack. It's like the weird flannel version of Hooters. So, the bounty guy. Yeah, except with tits. Which, by the way, Bounty was LD enough a question on trivia last night. And a way you can describe tits. Bountiful? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other follow-up I had with Twin Peaks is they have actually now started showing the commercials for the new X-Files. Which is connected to Twin Peaks because of Scully's dad. Um, oh, come on. Like X-Files, you like Twin Peaks. No, they're actually connected. Well, yes, but you know. What I mean. Because of Scully's dad and uh, the character, the, the actor's name is I think Dana Michaels, if I'm not mistaken. But um, it's uh, Bobby. You know what I'm talking about? Um, Laura Palmer's boyfriend. Oh crap! It'll come back to me. The the good boyfriend, not yeah, the, no. Or the bad boyfriend, not the good boyfriend. I said no. The actor's name will come back to me later. I think it's like Dana Michaels or Michael Dana, something like that. We'll put it on corrections next week. Nah, we won't. Um. But yeah, like, um, yeah, like his dad and Scully's dad are the same. Okay, I'm not going to get into it. But But like I said, no, they've started showing commercials for the new X-Files, which looks great. Also, Jillian Michaels, have you aged? No, you have not. Which is why she was my number one celebrity MILF last week on the sports show. No, she looks gorgeous. And like I said, if you watch the film, terribly named I'll Go Down With You. She looks fantastic. It's a time travel film, but you look at her cleavage a lot. As I say in uh, Robot Overlords, she's still fit. 
She's very fit. And they do like and a, my like gosh, a, like a don't she thing. know it? And she can slip in and out of that accent at will. But like I said, no. That I'm not saying she she hasn't aged because she has, but she's still beautiful. Oh, she's aged extremely well. It's when you talk about people that don't age, you're talking about like Keanu Reeves, who I'm pretty sure is a vampire. But actually, I, I wanted to vaguely mention Bowie has a new album coming out soon. Uh, yeah. Have you seen the video for Black Star? Yes. Yeah. We're just gonna have a moment of silence. It's fucking Bowie, but not Bowie. Anyways, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. But I mean, Bowie's always kind of not Bowie. But like, I honestly think the last video I saw from him was um, "I'm Afraid of Americans" with Trent Reznor. Damn it! I, I totally want to start doing like hand gestures to the beat of that song. Um. That's literally the last video I, I think I saw, and that was on, what, Earthling, I believe? So, like, yeah. two episodes back? Or two uh, albums back? Two episodes? Um, huh, no wonder musicians age differently. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe they put out their life force. That a actually, little at a time. That actually would make complete sense, you know, for really good albums. But then you get complete shit albums, so... No, but, like, then... David Bowie has got to be like the, um, uh, what's the, the painting? Uh, Dorian Gray. Oh my god, David Bowie's totally Dorian Gray of albums. Right? Right? You know the We're first like, some, no, Somewhere, no. no, hold on. Somewhere, there's a bruised and battered episode. Uh, uh, see, exactly. There's a bruised and battered vinyl of Ziggy Stardust and that's just, like, in his, like, attic cover. Oh no, but like I told you, literally the first vinyl I ever owned was Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. And that's part of his life force. Oh god, thank god I still have it. It's in great condition. We should probably move on, huh? Um, um anything else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can we talk about how Heroes keeps disappointing me? Really? Uh, okay, here's the thing is that I overthink what they're gonna do. And what they do is completely fine, comic book-wise, but I'm just like, I thought you guys were smarter than this. I'm a little pissed off that, like, Katana Girl has to save Nate. Well, they keep calling him Nathan versus, um... What's the other name they give him? Tommy? Um... Yeah, it is Nathan versus Tommy, isn't it? Yeah. Um... Is it weird that I started hurting Cheryl versus Carol with those names in it as soon as you said it? Yeah. But no, like, I'm... I'm not okay with, like, Katana Girl, like, as a construct, like, saving the quote-unquote master of time and space, which is Nathan. Nathan, yeah. Um, and then they disappear at the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we still don't know what happened to Hiro Nakamura. Nope. He was facing off against the, um, the Black Panthers, I call them, in my head. In the shitty split-level house. Yeah, in the suburbs. With all um, the fucking stone over the mantle? God, what are you doing? Nah, you know, they had to blend Poor it. design choices. Um, but then, like, he's the new, like, master of time and space I'm not happy with. Um, also, here's what I'm... Here, here's Here's my theory, is that they need him to be close to his sister, so that he absorbs her power. 
Which and is, they control, like, the planet's tilt. No, which I think is what they were hinting at when she said there was something she hadn't been able to tell them yet. Who? Who's um, she? Angela Petrelli? Yes, there we go. She hinted she'd had a vision she hadn't been able to tell them yet because it was too heartbreaking. It was something about the twins. No, because she comes pretty clean when, on um, July 13th, part two... She still hinted like there was something about the twins coming together. Okay. That she hadn't said anything yet, which I want to say is I'm pretty sure your theory where he has to absorb her power. And that they both have to have like nature powers to be able to. Because I, and I actually did really like that they said like he's a Petrelli. He absorbs, abil- he absorbs an ability like Peter Petrelli. Like I like that nod to the original. I'm still pissed at uh, uh, Milo. Milo, horribly unpronounceable. Uh, it's not Italian like he's name. doing anything right now. He was in the league. Doing what? Have you not watched this season? No, I'm just saying it's, it's not like he's got a big movie he's starring in right now. No, he actually, he does back. a lot of writing. He does a lot of script doctoring. So, he's the Carrie Fisher of our generation. I was gonna say Joss Whedon, but okay. Or, also, or even Patton Oswalt, for that matter. Uh, no, Patton does punch up. That's different than the script doctor. I um, just spell with Miss Butterscotch. Lingerie, level seven. Oof. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, no, uh, Heroes, coming up in the last, like, basically three, uh, god damn it, three episodes. I'm sorry, you're gonna do album issue and episode yeah sure um coming up in the last three episodes did you like the nod to the comic book the ninth wonder comic book that they're starting to fill in like nathan's memory after uh the guy but from I'm, constantine took it away with a penny no but i mean you remember that that was in the original series where it was the comic book that hero was reading well that isaac was painting exactly <coughs> no, I like that. I like the ninth wonder. Isaac. I like that North. I like that North. I like that ninth wonders like keeps coming, and that um, yeah. the adoptive mom says like, you have more in common with that character than you think you do, because he's your actual fucking dad, but you don't it, remember. I, I my issue is I don't like the whole um, when they went back, and there's like a butterfly they shouldn't have stepped on, and then it turns out the guy with the shitty ginger beard is a fucking like butterfly and then like I'm confused on 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 the the what's that guy um Zachary Levi no the and his horrible wife the Haitian oh yeah fuck fuck his horrible wife by the way well it's just I still like I what a cunt. exactly zero point in that series before and or after do I buy them being a romantic yeah no we talked about we talked about that last week but I mean like, but like they the, keep going the, back and trying to build the relationship the, the Haitian is back um Parkman becoming a company man again like we had that in the flash forward in the in the first series where like he was part of like the like evil empire and then now he's part of the evil empire again I'm like and just to like save his family which is that the same guy that played Micah Sanders and one. The rest of the series? Uh-huh. Because it doesn't look like him. Uh-huh. But then he kind of pulled an Urkel and uh, like got like really buff. I'd, I'd have to look it up. Alright. It's been a while. But yeah, like, Heroes, it's it's not disappointing me, but it's not... 
It's it's, it's one not of those, blowing my mind. No, it's just I set. I'll say that. No, it's my thing is I set my expectations too high. I remember what they did to me in the second season. I should have known. And I loved the third, and liked the fourth. Like I said, I, I'm sorry. I remember what they did to me in the second season, and I should have known. I, you know, holding holding that show hostage over a second season is. Bullshit. I tried to rewatch it on Netflix. I can't get past that god awful fucking season. Then just jump to three. You don't need to watch two. I'm a completist. Oh, tell me about it. Um. Speaking of being a completist, yes, I watched the second half of the second season of Tokyo Ghoul. Oh yay! Uh, Route A. Um, there's an episode where one of the main one of the main characters fights off um, some opponents, and you have like almost a complete um, episode of flashback into him protecting his son, who's actually an actual monster. Um. And I would say it's actually on par with the dog episode of Futurama. Oh, God, it's that sad. It's fucking rough. When um, you say his son who's an actual monster, I just think Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, but not as funny. Um, when he writes the episode about how his dad... I mean, writes the novel about at how the his dad is yeah. horrible, yeah. My dad told me he was poisoning go outside. Um... No, the death of the original owl in Tokyo Ghoul is... Oh, rough. Oh, you know. Oh, Gazavani. Of course. Um, yeah. It's, like I said, it's, it's the anime equivalent of the dog episode of Futurama. Where you keep having these flashbacks of the original owl being basically one of the most feared assassins ever. What is, you think, the saddest comic or, like, cartoon you've ever watched? Because I know what my number ever? one is. Yeah, ever. The I'm, dog episode of Futurama. Mine's the little raccoon in Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, with the box. Yeah, when him and Hobbes find the little hurt raccoon, and mm. he, find, he gets his mom, and she puts it in the box and tries to keep it warm and comfortable, because that's all she knows she can do at that point. Like... Oh my god, that that's almost that's like so much worse to me than the dog episode of Futurama. But the dog episode of Futurama, when it first came out, oh my god, so much crying. Later on when they came back and All showed, the feels. No, it was so much the feels, but later on when they came back and showed that he actually did live a full happy life where he was loved and cared for. It made it like a fraction less sad, but it was still so fucking sad. But the little raccoon because I, I remember, like, having a very similar experience when I was younger with, like, a little baby bird that fell out of a nest. And when you still think your parents are God and they're like, oh, this animal's hurt. My mom or dad can save it. And it just, no. And it wasn't learning about death for the first time. It was learning your parents can't fix everything. Yeah, I mean, I... I had the... Uh... Goldfish, feeder fish. Oh, God, I killed so many goldfish. Uh, yeah, so, I mean... Apparently, I killed my sister's goldfish when I was, like, three, because we'd been at some park and were throwing um, bread into the water for the ducks and the goldfish, and uh-huh. I thought that my sister's goldfish would like crackers. Guess how that went. So you fed 
her goldfish crackers? I basically swamped the entire fishbowl with Ritz crackers. Oh. I was three. I killed her fish, which was apparently named Candle. Mine was named Bubba. But yeah, no, my sister was five and I was three and I killed her fish. After the cave duck in uh, DuckTales. Nice. He was the lone survivor and he got really big. I remember Bubba, yeah. Bubba Clubba was the from DuckTales. Damn it, I'm giggling over if I could hit you with something right now, it would be a babysitter's club. Um... Speaking of beating the shit out of animals, oh. I watched Dog Soldiers. This is recommended to me recommended to me from. Netflix. Let me finish. Yeah. <laughs> what was the tagline from like our first three episodes? Like something like don't, don't step on my lines, cunt or something. I think it was bitch, but still. Can you talk for five minutes so I can go to the ladies? So, we've taken a break. And we're going to talk about Dog Soldiers, which got recommended to me, um, not by Netflix, but by one of the guys I play D&D with. Which one? Uh, Justin. Uh, Matt Bailey's older brother. You could just say Justin Bailey, but okay. Or the uh, <laughs> weirdly weirdly aligned Leave. Um, his original name was Live, or uh, Lave, Lave. But he wasn't there for two weeks, so we just called him Leave. Okay. Um, but we were talking about um, how there is no life before Wolf Comp. And we started, about werewolf, uh, talk, started talking about werewolf movies, and he suggested Dog Soldiers, which was made in 2002. And this is important because the way it's filmed... It's like it was made in the late 70s, early 80s. So it does not look like a 2002 film. Oh, God, no. Um, it's... As he put it, it was the military is trying to make werewolf soldiers. You mean like werewolf women of the SS? Kind of. I still want that fucking film with Nicolas Cage. Cage's Fu Manchu. I want that movie so goddamn much. Werewolf women of the... Yeah. Um, it, weirdly, of all the... Uh, all of the trailers that they could have made, they didn't make that one. They made Hobo with a shotgun. They made Machete. Twice. Well, Machete and the Machete Lives. Is it Machete Lives? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and then Don't and Thanksgiving. Oh, I want to see Don't and Thanksgiving so bad. Okay, so... Because Don't was uh, Edgar Wright and... Uh, Eli. Thanksgiving was Eli Roth, yeah. yeah. Um, with the, uh, the girl on the trampoline with the machete, and it goes into a very bad place. Um, machete, or a good place, The machete depending. goes places. Yep. But no, uh, so, Dog Soldiers is effectively the Scottish military trying to capture a werewolf under the guise of a routine, like, uh, training mission. Mm-hmm. Of course, shit goes wrong, and this group of Scottish soldiers... Soldiers? Soldiers. um, Stop making me say... Anyway. Soldiers have to stop a pack of werewolves. It features... I'm going to fuck up his name, but it's uh, Sean Pertree? From... Gotham. He plays Alfred. He's the son of the third doctor. I want to say it's like Pertree or... 
pew tree or something like that. It looks like it should be pear tree, but it's not. Um, I wanted to bring this up to you, Deb. Um, I, I liked the movie. I liked it. Okay. Um, Is it on the the werewolves are... Probably. The werewolves were used sparingly in the way that... Um, were they werewolves? Not werewolves. Or from a, a comic that my friend Scott and I were going to write who were werewolves that didn't know it, that they were unawarewolves. Oh, that was from Flaming Swatchka for a headman. He was Jewish, don't worry. Um, yeah, it also featured the um, super spy Rock Strongo and Todd the Asthmatic Ninja. I remember Todd the Asthmatic Ninja. Yeah. I love Todd the Asthmatic Ninja. That's a good idea. Um, well, actually, somebody kind of did something similar. You've seen all of the series of shirts for the world's least stealthy ninja, haven't you? No. Ryan has a few of them. They're really cute. Oh, yeah, I've seen... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can I ask you a question about werewolves? Of course. Not Being werewolves. that we talked about them, like, an hour ago. Um, and five seconds Do you ahead. like... Yes. Do you like the kind of slow, monstrous werewolves... Or kind of the, like, lean, svelte, fast werewolves? Be more specific. Like, is it mental capacity or just appearance? Well, I mean... Also, the fact that... In Dog Soldiers, they looked like the werewolves from... um, Werewolf in London. American Werewolf in London? Yeah, American Werewolf in London. Where they were kind of, like, big and monstrous. You know what I'm talking about? Here's the thing is that... Now, I'm, hold on, hold on, hold on. But, like, you had, like, the werewolves in uh, American Werewolf from Paris that I actually don't mind that movie. I don't love it, but I don't mind it. Um, but that they were, like... That dog's wearing a shirt. <laughs> God damn it, Deb. I'm sorry. Shut you the said fuck it. up. Um, but that... Like, the wolves were more, like, I guess for lack of a better phrase, like, they were more lupine, lupine. they were more pack-based. Like, do you like the dumb monster, or do you like the, kind of the smart pack? I like the smart pack. Okay. And I'll give you this, just because anything I think that is going to be wolf is not going to be big and clumsy, or else it will fucking die. Right. And also... I think it's more interesting when you have a pack hierarchy. They did touch on that in Dog Soldier. I think it was actually more brought up in um, American Werewolf from Paris, weirdly enough. There's been a bunch of series of books I read where they've gone into a little bit more of pack politics, which is actually a lot like human politics. and makes complete sense. Where you have the alphas and, you know, kind of the betas. Well, like Twilight. Not Twilight. Um, uh, what's, what's the one? Um, uh, True, True Blood. Blood. With Mike, uh, uh, Joe Maganello. I'll see it, yes. I'll see it, yeah. Like they with go arms in, like boulders or whatever like said, the fuck she, however she describes his arms. Like I said, where they go into pack politics, which I think is mm-hmm. actually a lot more interesting than the dumb monster. Like, I, you need the Mr. I mean, you need the, the Mr. Hyde at some point. But I don't think if you're part wolf, you're ever going to be just a clumsy monster, or else you're going to get killed pretty fucking quickly. Okay. I kind of had that thought, like, while I was watching it, where I'm like, 
in Dog Soldiers, it was kind of the monstrous werewolf. Um, and I was like, you know, I kind of like the smarter, like, pack-based... And the, and the smarter pack base tend to be, like, leaner. Like, you know what I mean? No, they're, they're leaner. They're a little bit more, I want to say, like, maneuverable? Wolfen is not the term I want to use. Um, lupine might actually be your best. Yeah, like, right? If they're more lupine. Um, did you ever see Blood and Chocolate, which was not a good movie? No. But it was all about, based on pack politics and them being, you know... Based on evolution, if you want a creature to survive, it's going to have to be smart and fit in and not make too much of a fucking mess. Why? You don't need the villagers with the torches. You just, you don't need that. Where do they get the torches? Where do they get the, like, pitchforks? They have the pitchforks. Not in modern times. No, no, not in modern times. Have you seen a modern mob with a pitchfork? You know, you know what a modern mob has? Guns. I was going to say guns and a cell phone. Oh, it's going viral. That's the thing. Is that that's what a modern mob has: guns and a fucking cell phone. Actually, the end of uh, Dog Soldiers is that um, their their leader, uh, the the human leader, uh, played by Alfred from um, Gotham, is like, "Here, I like I shot all these pictures on film. Take it to the press, and they'll know the truth." And then the truth is like on like the UK Mirror or whatever, like the tabloid would be, and it's like. Wild Dogs Ate My Platoon. So, um... God, what is the name of the series? It's totally escaping me. I, I can see the books right there, and I can't think of the name of the series. Brick, Dune, Buffy, Mars, Frank and Mars, Terminator. It's not one you've read. Thanks, Dickbag. Hold on a second. Um, Archer. Yes, it's Archer. Of course it's Archer. After Horrible Sing-Along Blog. Oh, I'm looking at your DVDs. Not your books. Thanks, Assface. They actually don't say the name of the series, unfortunately. Is it the Anita Blake? No, no, they're the Patricia Briggs books. So they're the Skinwalker books. Oh, yeah, Skinwalker. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, I know of it. Yes. So they're, they're ex- excellent books. The lead character is a Skinwalker, so she can change into the form of a coyote. But she actually does have a lot of contact with um, the shapeshifters, i.e. the werewolves. And... The ones that initially went public were actually a squad that worked for the NSA and the C. I was going to say, and the Army that had been changed because, you know, now that they're werewolves, they can do so much more for the government, which actually totally makes sense. You know, weirdly enough, I don't want to get too much into it, but uh, I started reading uh, Chew Book 2. Electric Boogaloo? Yeah. Um, you told me about Electric the series, Chew-a-loo. and frankly, I just want you to read all of it. And then let me read all of it. Like, I'll, I'll bum you book one. No, it's um, just, I, I don't want to taste. I want the whole thing. Haha, <laughs> taste, chew. That was an accident. Food-based powers, come on. But you do meet in the second book, you do meet... <laughs> the government's... The government's best-trained assassin who works for the USDA. Yeah, that seems about And right. she's basically like Black Widow. Awesome. Love it. I'm sorry. Black Widow. <laughs> Inside joke, folks. Um, Black Widow. Um, I uh, think we should probably move on, or do you have a that's, thing? No, I've, I've, I've only got um, the usual ending nonsense after uh, this. Corrections department. Yes, uh, corrections. Sorry I used my phone last podcast. Apparently there was static. 
there it got a little staticky. Um, but I would say uh, it was more in terms of the quote I was trying to think of from Doctor Who. Yes, this got brought up. Remember that the whole kissing thing. That's not what I was laughing about. I'm singing a song in my head. Sorry. Um, fantastic quote. Biting's excellent. It's like kissing, only there's a winner. That was the quote I was trying to think Sounds of. Sounds sexy. Well, it's when the TARDIS becomes a girl and yeah. she looks like, yeah. Marvel Singer, we were talking about that. Sorry, which one of my neighbors just fell in? Uh, no, there's a whole bunch of, like, dresser drawers in the hallway. So I think someone's moving in. Well, maybe they should do it fucking quieter! Well, you know, they don't know we're doing a podcast. Um, yeah, they do know they have neighbors. Yeah, well, but I mean... So, mistakes I made this week, speaking of neighbors, I got to hear my upstairs neighbors, who I've talked about many times, have bad sex and then get into a yelling match. It was actually really funny. Like, I couldn't Which even... Which would happen after bad sex. Like I said, I couldn't even be Define pissed. Define bad sex. Short and faked. Oof. Oh, on whose side? Mostly hers. Okay. Like, I don't think I heard him once. That's not weird. It shouldn't be weird. Anyways, like I said, I, I should have been pissed because I was laying in bed trying to go to sleep, but all I could do was hear them have terrible sex and then get into a fight, but it was actually just kind of funny. I faked an orgasm. I'm just saying. Sorry, I just had a Ron and Tammy moment. <laughs> yeah, the, the what, like, burned I, off I, by friction one. No, no, it's the I faked two of the four, so did I. Yeah. Sorry, um, Doug? I would say, um, without getting too deep into it, as I know you don't want to, um, the mistake I made was I may have uh, gone home with a girl, and I wouldn't say it ended poorly, by any means, but apparently I picked her up at a bar where you don't pick up girls. Yep. Um... So we'll see how that works out. Stay tuned to Dam for more of that. Um, I'm sure. Um, but I did get the interesting text from Deb. What are you doing, moron? Which I talked about on Dam, so we don't need to go into it. But the fact that I went home with a girl that uh, uh, solicits that text from a friend. Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I didn't, I don't know. Do we have a porn star? Um, no, I actually haven't. Um, I, well, you know, when in doubt, we always go Riley Steele. Yeah, we did that last week. I um, know that, but I'm just saying. I had an unfortunate zipper accident. Oh, good God! Not horrible. It wasn't It, it wasn't something about Mary level. No, but still, just It's like, I see Frank and Pains. Um, like, uncomfortable? It needs to heal. Um, so I haven't been doing that much jerking off. Um, let's just be honest on that one. That that sounds fine. Um, so no porn so star So I don't have a week. favorite porn star. No porn star this week. Doug needs some healing ointment. I need some sexual healing is what I need. Okay. Um, in terms of apps, I gotta pull up my phones. I gotta bring up this fantastic game I've been playing. Alright, but if it's staticky, it's your fault this time. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, it's called Starlit Adventures. 
And basically, I meant to show you it um, off air so you, I, you know what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, I was too busy making jokes about us talking between the uh, gate on the fence and us being in prison. Yeah. Um, but it's basically like a left, right, and then like dig down um, button. You mean like dig dug? Kind of. Um, but with like actual like console level graphics. I've gotten past the first like world and now I'm on the second world and it's fucking fantastic. We talked last week about um, the freemium structure. Um, it has a whole bunch of like weird suits and powers that I can unlock. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can pay two ninety nine to unlock all of them. Which is like six That's suits. really cheap. Which is what I'm saying. Like it's two ninety that's crazy cheap. Um, so in terms of, we talked last week about, like, how there are plants in Plants vs. Zombies 2 that are so erroneously, uh, uh, ridiculously, uh, priced that yeah, I'll no, never buy them. Real, but two ninety nine for six suits? Two ninety nine for six suits. That's really, really cheap. Um, now, once that happens, you can have a chance to upgrade them, which costs tokens in the game. I haven't looked at what the tokens cost in real money. Um, I don't know that how... It actually ticks me off when they make you do coins or tokens instead of actual money. Anyway. But, um, Starlet, uh, Starlet Adventures, really fun. Good. I'm really into it. Like I said, I'm only on the second world, um, and... Is it only for Apple products? You know, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know. But speaking of apps, I need you to do something on air. Uh, Can you look up our website? did this last night. Oh, never mind that. Don't do it. Um, I did this last night. <laughs> is this why you kept telling me you were going to bring my comics today? I did bring your comics today. Yeah, but you told me like five times last night. Yeah, well, I repeat myself I'm drunk. Um, next week I'll be telling you how red the word is. Yeah, actually I'd be interested to see like what you think of it. Like I said, I, I saw the cover and the tagline and it interested me and I'm like, eh, why not? It's Scottish mythology uh, invades the modern world, effectively. The le- I'd have to get up and look at it. But like I said, it popped up on one of my random things and I'm like, eh, Doug's going to the comic book store, see if they have it. And I did. And they did. And I bought it. I also got a Titano. Do we have a social contract or is it just Sweden's Law? Um, I'm going to go with Whedon's Law on this one. Don't be a dick, dick. Don't be a dick. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!